Hi, y'all. This is Julie Coley with Murders in History in Texas. Happy, happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Um, this will be the only recording this week's, this month. So anyway, um, I have failed to tell you in the last two that I did what books they came from. So the very first uh, uh, story that I told you back in October, it came from How Did They Die? Murders in Texas. Um, from 1892 to 1927. And the last story I told you came from Murders in Texas, 1926 to 1974. Now, we're going to veer off a little different today. I'm going to tell you a story from How Did They Die? Murdered in the Line of Duty in Texas. And this story I'm going to tell you is about um, a correctional officer. They are considered officers in the line of duty. And this one was just horrible. So I'm going to start with Susan Louise Canfield. There are 528 correctional officers who have died in the line of duty in the United States since 1841. Of that number, only 14 of these deaths were female. 59 of those deaths have been in related auto accident. One was stabbed to death by an inmate, and one was hit head-on by an inmate escaping in a one-ton flatbed truck while on her horse. Susan Canfield had been with the Texas Department of Criminal Justice at the Wynn Unit in Huntsville, Texas, for seven years. Before coming to the TDCJ, she had worked at Walmart and was a dance instructor. Her love of horses and her awards and riding competitions, coupled with her love for the outdoors, seemed to be a perfect fit for her job at the prison as a high rider, a field boss who rides a horse while working with convicts in the field of a prison. She was considered the last line of defense if an inmate attempted to escape. On September 24, 2007, Susan was patrolling several squads of inmates who were working in the onion field, which was right outside the main prison area. It was surrounded by a chain-link fence in some areas and a barbed wire fence in others. Only prison prisoners with good conduct were allowed to work in the onion fields. Susan was carrying a 357 revolver with six bullets and a 223 rifle with four rounds. After the prisoners had been working for a time, prisoner Jerry Dwayne Martin approached one of the guards, Joe Jeffcoat, and asked him to hold his watch that he said was broken. Martin began to walk away, as he, and as he got about 20 feet from him, when he turned back, Martin had already run back to the Jeffcoat's horse and was trying to get his 357 away from him. Falk then started shoving, shoving Jeffcoat, and as he was falling off his horse, Martin grabbed his gun. And as he was wrestling with Martin, Falk came around and Martin tossed him the gun 
Jeff Coat let go of Martin and started after Falk. Falk pointed the gun at him and his field sergeant, Larry Grisham, told him to get down, so he did. Martin and Falk took off through the barbed wire fence and onto the prison service center property. All of the guards began to chase after the two inmates, several of them firing shots, but missing. Susan Canfield began firing at Falk with her revolver, but her bullets ran out. Falk ran up to her at that point as he was trying to pull her rifle out, but Falk jabbed her in the ribs and with his revolver, and as she doubled over in pain, Falk took her rifle and fled. Meanwhile, Jerry Martin ran to a one-ton flatbed truck that was in the parking lot of the service center sign shop. Larry Hortzman said that he always parked his truck in front of the shop door, and he always left his keys in the truck. Martin got into the truck and took off, flooring the truck and leaving scratch marks when he took off. He headed right for Susan Canfield and hit her head-on at full speed. Canfield and her horse flew up onto the hood of the truck, hitting the roof and her body hitting the windshield. She then flew into the air and landed on her head. Martin stopped the truck long enough for Falk to junk it, jump in and they took off at full speed. Jay Miller, a technician at the service center, saw what happened, and he followed the truck. He called 911 and was on the phone with them during the whole chase. At one point, Falk fired a shot at Miller, but missed him, and he continued to chase the truck until it stopped in a parking lot. The suspects got out of the truck and ran into the woods. Miller followed them through the woods and out the other side, where he saw them run to, into the Guarantee Bank on Highway 30. The police arrived and told officers where they had run. Walker County Deputy Brian Smallwood <clears throat> was one of the officers that arrived on the scene first. He saw Martin and Falk run up to a red truck that was in the drive through lane of the bank. Falk opened the driver's door of the truck and shoved the female driver out. Martin jumped into the bed of the truck and they took off. Huntsville Police Sergeant Ron Clear fired seven shots at the tires of the truck as it sped away, hitting one tire, but the truck didn't stop. Clear and Smallwood took up a chase with the truck. Falk drove the truck down the interstate and pulled off into a grassy field because the tire had been shredded by the gunfire. Martin stood up in the truck and fired a shot with a rifle as Smallwood was getting out of his car, but he missed. He returned fire, and Martin and Falk, Falk both ran into the woods. They checked on the female in the truck who was unharmed, and then they set up a perimeter surrounding the woods. Huntsville Police Lieutenant Darrell Slavin caught Falk behind the Walmart on the other side of the woods. When he heard the sirens coming, he stopped and put his hands up, and he was taken into custody. A search began for Martin, but they found the rifle 
and a couple of hours later they found Martin's boots and clothing. Eventually, Martin was found hiding in a tree with only his underwear on. He was trying to hide his scent from the search dogs. An autopsy was performed on Susan Cantrell, and it was determined she died from a hinge fracture to her skull, which went from her ear to ear. She could not have survived this type of head injury. It was so severe. She also sustained a depressed skull fracture as well as a bruising and cuts all over her body. The horse was also in, involved the horse who was also involved in the head-on collision had injuries from a bullet wound plus trauma to the left hip, scrapes on his hips and hock, and a swollen joint on its front leg from the impact. Sadly, the horse's injuries were so severe that he had to put be put down. Jerry Dwayne Martin is serving three terms for crimes that occurred on August 15, 1994. He was serving a 10-year term for aggravated assault, a 40-year term, and a 50-year term for attempted capital murder. He was convicted for firing at the three officers in Collin County. On September 27, 2007, Martin attempted suicide in his cell. He attempted to hang himself using boxer shorts that he had attached to a light fixture, but he quickly was found by guards who had been keeping a close watch on him. Martin was found guilty of the murder of Susan Canfield on November 30, 2009. He was given the death penalty on December 8, 2009, and was officially sentenced to death on December 17, 2009. Martin appealed his convictions that were upheld by the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals on this year, on February 18th. Martin requested that all appeals be stopped. He said, earlier this year, my father passed away, Martin said. For the first time in my life, I felt like what it was to lose a loved one. I think Mrs. Canfield's family deserves that closure. Martin's execution date was set for December 3rd, 2013. John Ray Falk was serving a life sentence for murder out of Matagorda County in 1986. Falk's murder trial was put on hold and postponed for months. Finally, on November 26, 2012, his trial began. began. After more delays and appeals, the 278th District Judge Kenneth Keeling in Bryan declared a mistrial. He said the jury had been out too long to be impartial. In an interview with KSAM 101.7 in Huntsville, when asked what the next what was next for John Falk Jr., Walker County District Attorney David Weeks said, "Well, I guess we're going to have to find a new judge and try this case again because this is a case that needs to be tried and tried by a judge." who is not biased against the law of the prosecution. And let's try it in a fair venue and go on. 
At this time, Falk is waiting for a new capital murder trial. Susan Louise Canfield was born in Wadsworth, Ohio. She was the daughter of Harry and Henry Hare Carpenter. She was survived by her husband Charles, two daughters, a son, two grandchildren, two brothers, and a sister. And that's it for today, or for this month. I hope you enjoyed this story, and just remember that um, that guards, um, correctional officers, are just as much LEO as police officers and deputies, and that they do face probably worse things than police do. Well, once again, I want to wish y'all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I will talk to you again sometime about the middle of January. Bye.